You're listening to the Rambling Matt Ramage podcast. Let's go! What is up, everybody? I am joined with uh, Matt Schneidman. He's a package beat writer. He does he writes for the Athletic, and uh, does a great job with with uh, covering the Packers. A lot on Twitter. People on Twitter obviously know him, but my Facebook users, uh, watchers, might not as well because uh, I'm not sure that you're on Facebook. But I appreciate <laughs> you joining me on Christmas Eve. Hey, man, I live by myself here in Green Bay. Even if I had things to do, I would still make time for you, but I don't have anything to do. So I got as long as you need me for. All right. That's great. Well, it's not great, but I, I get that because <laughs> it seems that way with a lot of guys, they get hired from out of state. So you're like, I, I don't know. Is that the case? You like your family doesn't live in Wisconsin? Yeah. I uh, had never stepped foot in the state of Wisconsin before I moved here last July. Uh, my whole family lives in Connecticut, so they they were kind enough to come out here last Christmas to visit, check out Lambeau, check out the surrounding area. But this Christmas, obviously, there are some extenuating circumstances in the world, so they're staying home in Connecticut. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I understand that. Yeah, I'm not even doing a lot for Christmas this this year like normally I would do. But uh, anyways, uh, I one of the reasons I, that that made me want to get you on again. Because uh, first of all, it, it's always good talking to you. I, I think mm-hmm. you're you're one of the best followers on Twitter. I think I don't just say it because you're here. Maybe a little bit, no. But uh, I think you're great. A lot of times when I'm doing my podcast, when I'm thinking about stuff to talk about, I just look at your Twitter feed <laughs> <laughs> because I like what you're that. talking about. But you were talking about. Uh, I I I think it's it's interesting that the the uh, Packers beat writers. And the, the the team seemed like close, like they. I mean, maybe that's everywhere, like because you guys see each other all the time. But I, I think it was Devontae Adams. I was making fun of you earlier in the year because you were wearing some kind of tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then recently, you tweeted about Devontae Adams threw you a pass, and you, just just tell that story. I'll just ruin it. <laughs> no, well, it, it's interesting you bring that up because I think it it's been so tough this year. Um, you know, my whole thing is you don't want to be friends with these guys. You want to be friendly with them. You know, it's important to be respectful, be professional. You know, we're not trying to be buddy, buddy with them because they have a job to do. We have a job to do. We both understand that in a normal year, we're in the locker room for 45 minutes every day. So we get to know these guys outside just the standard interview setting. And am I allowed to swear on here? Yeah. If you want, you can. Yeah, we, we, ju- we just shoot the shit with them sometimes. And, um, you know, whether that's with Aaron Rodgers after his Wednesday presser, Devontae after his Wednesday presser. Um, in a normal year, you know, you get to know these guys as just dudes. And and that's where you develop those relationships maybe beyond just the, the box score, beyond the interview. Nothing too personal, but, you know, beyond, you know, what, what what's on what's on the Packers Twitter. This year it's been different because it's just on Zoom and, and there's none of that. But, you know, Rodgers and Devontae are two of – not only two of the best players in the NFL, let alone on the team, but um, they're two of the, the better guys, better interviews, and funnier guys when they choose to be. So a couple weeks ago, I wore a all royal blue tracksuit to practice, and I got it off, I think, Amazon. Just wanted to change it up a little bit because things maybe can get kind of dull here in Green Bay. And 
Kevin King and Billy Turner were the two to say something about it at practice. And I wore some really tight Nike Air Force Ones, high tops. And then it was a Wednesday, so that's when we get Rogers and Adams on Zoom. And Rogers, I asked him a question about the gold zone. I was doing a story on Nathaniel Hackett and the gold zone. And Rogers said, before he answered my question, he goes, by the way, that was an interesting outfit by you today. I don't know if he was shitting on it or what, but it was funny. <laughs> and then Adams, uh, I asked him the same question for my story. And he says, you know, by the way, I like the tracksuit today. I think Hackett would like if you got one in gold. So that, that was funny. I, uh, I've ordered one, uh, kind of a, a light yellow one on December 2nd. It's still in the mail, so I'm still waiting for that. But I did order one. And then uh, two days ago, Devontae was just going through warm-ups at practice. It was freezing cold. My hands were freezing. He throws a, about a 20, 25-yard pass over to the sideline toward me. And in the moment, I was like, I can't drop this. Whatever I do, I can't drop it. So I had a body catch, like a punt returner. And I know the Packers have had their punt return issues, so it was also an audition for me to be their <laughs> punt returner. And so he, yeah, I caught a body catch. Devontae's making fun of me. He's like, no, use your hands, use your hands. And then I never played football. I consider myself a decent athlete growing up. I played soccer. I played varsity soccer. I played basketball and baseball. I can throw a football, but I didn't want to take the risk that I had a bad throw or like a duck. My hands were cold. And it's much more acceptable to have a bad punt than a bad throw. So, yeah, <laughs> I know a, a lot of people were killing you for that. First of all, th 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 so. this is my mom real quick commenting. Uh, Merry, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry mom. Christmas. <laughs> I'll, I'll call you as soon as I'm done. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, let, let me just add, rightfully so, uh, I was being shit on. But... I, want, I punted it back because I think I, I am a more reliable punter of the football than a thrower. Um, say what you want about that. But I shanked the punt, too. It wasn't great. <laughs> the ball was way bigger than I thought it was. It was rock hard because it was cold outside. So I went with a safer option, and it still stunk. So I embarrassed myself on all levels and deserve any and all uh, making fun of me that comes my way. Yeah, see, I, I've done similar things, but not in front of pro athletes. <laughs> I had my son's little league team, I used to help out a little bit here and there. And I remember so many times, like just at, the coach asked me one time to hit pop-ups for the outfielders. And I, you know, I just tossed the ball and hit with the bat. I, I kept missing. My <laughs> eyes are screwed up. My hand eye coordination is not good. I can never do baseball. There's so many times when I, I just looked like idiot, even the, the kid just laughed at me. So like, I, I'm not going to say, I, I don't know what it'd be like to try to throw to a, because either way, they're going to make fun of you. <laughs> That's fine by me. Yeah, but uh, let, let, let's get into the serious side of it because uh, you are the man that, that knows all the things. Uh, a lot of, a lot of storylines coming out. Uh, Aaron Jones, obviously he, he, he got a new agent. I know mm -hmm. a lot of people are talking about what that means and what that could mean. But uh, you talked to him t today, wasn't it? Yeah, he was on Zoom with us today. Yeah, so I, I, I saw a tweet that, that you had that, there was a quote. So what, what did he have to say? Yeah. So he uh, has clearly been trained well from a PR standpoint when it comes to contract questions. Um, he hired Drew Rosenhaus as his new agent. Um, moved over from Chris Cabot. Chris Cabot was his old agent. Chris Cabot is also Jamal Williams agent. Um, also Patrick Mahomes agent who just got him the richest contract in NFL history. Also Tua Tagovailoa's agent. So a very good agent, Chris Cabot. Um, switched to Rosenhaus. 
I don't know the exact reason why, but I think everyone knows the reputation of Drew Rosenhaus as, as the shark who will go try and get the most money for his client, as any agent would. But Drew Rosenhaus kind of takes that to another level because he's represented, you know, T.O., Gronk, just some really, really famous guys. Um, my first inclination was, ah, this just puts the, I, I already thought Aaron Jones was going to be gone, but that just kind of put the, the nail in the coffin, uh, figuratively speaking. But we asked him today being like, you know, you change your agent. Is it still your hope to get something done before the season? Or do you think you're just going to have to wait till after the season? He goes, I actually need to need to call my agent about that. But I've already said where my heart is and, you know, I'm just focused on football. So the cliche answer, Jones has said before he hopes his next, next contract comes from the Packers. But I just don't know after they paid Kenny Clark, after they paid Bakhtiari, you know, who knows what's going to happen with the salary cap this offseason because of COVID. They need, they're going to need a lot of money to pay Devontae Adams and Jair Alexander after next season. And those two guys are far more important to extend than Aaron Jones. Um, so, yeah, my, my best guess would be Aaron Jones is in a different uniform next season. I, I just don't know if the Packers can afford paying him top five running back money. If they want, and Jamal Williams might even get starters money from someone. So, if I had to make my best guess, I'd say AJ Dillon is, is RB1 next year. Yeah, I, as as soon as I heard the news that they that he hired uh, Drew Rosenhaus, I, I was pretty much the same. Where I was just like, all right, he's going, and, and I don't blame him. Like, like right. I don't, you know, get your money, like get it all, and yeah, with, with with Jamal Williams, I would like to for them to be able to keep one of them. I plus I'm so biased. I'm a fan. I'm not. I'm not the media. I'm not. I I have no like separating. I'm a fan. I love the team. I love the players. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like I'm. I'm not the guy. I, I'm so biased, but I, I I just love Jamal Williams and and Aaron Jones too. But Jamal Williams seems like the a, a realistic guy that the Packers could uh, keep. But it depends how much money people throw at him because you know, he he has shown that that he can do it. And uh, AJ Dillon, I think obviously that they drafted him uh, early for for a reason. I think that he's going to be good. But I, I I hate talking like contract stuff when Packers are about to. Possibly <laughs> lock up a number one seed. Yeah. There's plenty of time for all that. But with Aaron Jones, I think you you have to mention it. But like you said, there's a lot of guys in Green Bay that had to get paid, and like even on Madden, I couldn't make this work. So I yeah, I, don't, yeah, yeah. I don't envy them trying to get these guys in. But uh, th this week the Packers take on arguably, uh, maybe it's not arguably the the best running back in the league. Yeah, and uh, he just embarrasses people. And uh, so how, how do you think the Packers stack up for this? I saw earlier that Patton said, you know, he knows that these guys are going to be fired up. And I, I think they will because all the talk people are saying and uh, both sides saying that we struggle against the run. Derrick Henry just embarrasses people. So how do you think that they're going into this and how do you think that they'll look? Yeah. I don't think it'll be as bad as people think. I see people on Twitter throwing around, he's going to run for 250 or 300. I don't think it's going to be that, but I think he'll comfortably eclipse 100 yards, you know, maybe 150. But this is going to be a shootout, I think. And it's just a matter of can Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones and Adams and Tunyon counter every punch that Derrick Henry throws or every stiff arm he throws, literally speaking. Um, the Packers run defense um, – has not been as bad as people think this year. I know they're 21st in, in yards per carry allowed, 11th in yards per game allowed, and I understand that that's because they've gotten ahead in games, so teams haven't had to run on them as often. Teams have had to pass to try and you know make up for some of those big deficits. 
But guys like Kingsley Kiki and Kenny Clark, not so much Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster, but you know, I think the Smiths have been better defending the run. I think Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin, uh, when they don't get too excited and try to make plays happen too much, they've been good against the run. Kirksey, Kirksey's not great against the pass. Against the run, I think he's been decent. Um, so I think Derrick Henry's going to get its fair share. You're not going to shut him down completely. But if you can hold him to below 150, I know that still seems like a lot because it is. But if you can hold him to below 150 and and counter every, every blow he gives with – a blow of your own and, and the Packers can do that with the offense they've had. I, I don't think they'll be in too bad of shape on Sunday. Yeah. And that, that's exactly what I was arguing with people on Facebook about is that it's like, he's going to get his, like yeah. people are like, well, we need to shut him down. Like, you know, you're not going to shut down Derrick Henry. You're not, that, not going to shut him down. You need to contain him. Uh, I think thir- third down is going to be key, both offense and defense staying on the mm-hmm. field. Uh, you know, the, the, the key to the Packers winning all season was to get a lead because Stopping the run was their Achilles heel, whatever you want to call it. And but if when you have a lead, uh, teams aren't going to run as much. The Titans, I don't think that'll be a thing. They're going to stick with the run. They're going to, unless they're like totally getting blown out, which I don't see happening. I think it's going to be a shootout. I, but I, I think it's winnable. I think a lot of people are like, I've heard the same thing. He's going to break records. He's going to get 350 yards rushing and all this. Like, uh, I, I don't see it happen. I think this team has a little respect. I mean, they have pride. They're going to, they're going to do their best and. Uh, mm-hmm. With a guy like uh, Henry, he he's gonna get his, but I, I agree with you. I think the I think it's gonna be a shootout. I think it'll be close, and uh, I I think that they have what it takes. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I also think everyone talks about the run, but Ryan Tannehill might be a top five MVP candidate. I mean, he's been playing really well this year, and Corey Davis has had kind of a resurgent season. The Titans didn't pick up his fifth year option. He was the fourth overall pick, I believe, in the twenty seventeen draft, or the fifth overall pick. And A.J. Brown is a rising star. He's a, a pro bowler this year. So uh, along with Jonu Smith, their tight end, they've got a really good passing game. So you got to be aware of the play action too because everyone's talking about the run, but they can just as easily beat you over the top too. Yeah, and, and I, I'll be honest, I don't know a ton about the Titans. So like uh, when I talk about I try to talk about it too much because I don't know a ton. <laughs> but like because I, I don't see a lot of uh, Titans games. Right. But I – Obviously, besides Derek Henry, you, you see the highlights where he's just like embarrassed. I, mean, I, I gotta think because I was talking with Alex Strofe about this. Like these guys had to be thinking about this. Like you see in that clip, I forget who it, who it was, but he just tossed someone, and yeah. he's been on every meme. He's a GIF. He's like all these things. I got to be thinking that these guys on defense, like I don't want to be on Sports Center getting tossed around like a rag doll. Right. So yeah, I, I I think they'll be fired up. But you mentioned Jair. Uh, he was a pro bowler. I, I, I like his answer because I think, I, I don't know who, who, who asked the question, but uh, what do you think about being a pro bowler or whatever? And he was like, I expected to be. I, I just love his confidence. Yes, and, <laughs> and, and he's right. Like, obviously, he, he's a pro bowler. I, I, I think that he brings a lot to this, uh, to this defense. Yeah, I agree. He's been really good this year, and maybe he doesn't get the same love that guys like Xavier Howard gets. I mean, Xavier Howard's been tremendous for the Dolphins, but Jair doesn't have those high interception numbers, those high PBU numbers this year because quarterbacks don't throw at him. And sometimes that's as much a sign of how good you are as making plays when you do get the ball thrown your way. Like Xavier Howard has eight interceptions. He's extremely good, but Jair only has 
has won, hasn't had one since week one, but he is equally as good because he makes the plays and, and breaks them up when they do come his way. He doesn't get thrown at a lot, but I think it's refreshing to see someone who's not PC when talking to us. And like you said, he was asked, what was your reaction? You know, were you surprised? And he, and he said, no, I expected it. Cause I've been playing at an elite level this year. I mean, he's a 23 year old with that kind of confidence. And he, and you hear, you see so many guys saying that and I'm number one in the league, but he, he can back it up. I'm not saying he's the best cornerback in football. You can make an argument. He is. And you know, nobody would call you insane, but um, he backs it up. And, and that's what I respect about him is uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit off the field and, and he's a really refreshing personality, good guy. And, and to see someone who just tells it how it is, you, you don't get that that often anymore. Yeah. I, I, I love this guy. Cause I don't know a lot about college. So I didn't know like when he got drafted, but I remember him getting drafted and I think it was Lamar Jackson got drafted after mm-hmm. him or it was around but he was in a backstage and yeah. he was celebrating and he was like yeah. you know everyone saw that video and like right there you just saw like his personality and ever since then his personality dude i i think he's i think he's great and i i think that's a good point like guys don't throw at good corners especially on third down like richard sherman back in the day with, with the seahawk days like he would always complain nobody will throw to me because when you're that good they're not trying to test oh, you yeah. yeah so uh yeah so the Packers can clinch the number one seed uh, this week if the Rams beat the Seahawks, yep. correct? And mm-hmm. the Packers beat the Titans. Correct. Or it doesn't matter what happens there and if the Packers beat the Bears the following week. So uh, with, with the Rams and, and, and the Seahawks, the Rams lost to the Jets. So I think that they're going to be fired up. I think that benefits the Packers. But how do you see it? that playing off for people who don't know the Rams and Seahawks people like me. Cause I, uh, I do a pregame and a postgame show. I try to watch the games after, but I don't mm-hmm. know. I, I'm not going to lie. I don't know a ton to ton. I don't know as much as most people, especially like you about the other teams. How do you think that? Yeah, goes? I mean, I don't know a ton about the Rams or Seahawks either. I, I think that's a, a toss up. I think that intangible aspect of the Rams wanting to come back and bounce back off that loss to the jets. I think, like you said, helps the Packers because they'll be fired up. Um, Seahawks defense isn't great, but Anytime you get the Rams and Seahawks, it's going to be a close game. I think eventually the Packers do lock up the number one seed, whether it's this week or next week. But um, Matt LaFleur said they won't be doing any scoreboard watching. That's false because you're going to want to know what's at stake when you're playing. I mean, sure, they're going to try and win the game regardless, but maybe it's a little bit of an added incentive if they know that a win on Sunday night would lock up home field. Because, listen, home field's not – home field this season because there are no fans fans you know Devontae Adams said it the fans fire him up if you remember uh just the feel in that stadium when Devontae caught that touchdown against the Seahawks last year on the opening drive it was like a crazy feeling in that stadium because you know it's a playoff game and that fires the guys up as much as they say they play for themselves they play for their family they play for the money that's all true but it's it's an environment thing and you know, they're, 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 the fans, no fans, you've heard Aaron Rodgers say it a million times, you know, he misses the fans. They fire him up too. But I do think there um, is a home field advantage for Green Bay specifically because of the temperature. If I think Tom Brady wouldn't mind coming up here in the playoffs because he's used to the cold temperatures. But if you get Jared Goff or Russell Wilson, who's never won at Lambeau Field, or Kyler Murray or um, – Who's the other NFC team? Uh, 
I'm drawing a blank. I'm drawing whoever it is. So Kyler Murray, Jerry Goff, Russell Wilson. Those are the three guys that potentially could come up here. I mean, Alex Smith. I'm, I'm just. Oh, yeah. Washington. Yeah. Whoever wins the East, I would think. Yeah. Uh, well, Washington's not coming in here and getting a win, but <laughs> the, the, the NFC West teams. Oh, Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees isn't, you know, probably not as comfortable in cold weather. And I think that's an actual advantage that the Packers have. Aaron Rodgers said it. Um, you know, if it's between, I think he said this on the NFL Network post game show after the Panthers game. If it's between zero and fifteen degrees, not the thirty three degrees as it was last Saturday night, that's a real home field advantage for the Packers, especially against some of these teams that are so used to playing in domes or warm weather. Yeah, the number one seed is huge, and I see a lot of people saying, "Well, I don't like the Packers." You know, after a bye, they struggle. Like, no, it's the playoffs. It's a totally different game. It's like a free win, basically. Like, you don't have to worry about they get rested, you get healthy, and. uh the Packers are having more fans in now because they're bringing in the first responders. And yeah. I I think that'll be beneficial so they have a little bit of a noise because I think it's key, especially for defense. Like I don't know anything because I never played a sport competitively at all since like sixth grade. But I have to – it seems to me like defenses get so fired up. You know, Zadarius Smith, he does his thing. He's always trying to get the fans into it. So I, I think that'll be key to, just to have a, a few more. I think – I forget the number. But uh, I think the more people in there – the better uh, they don't have to travel. There's so many things that go into like having home field. And like you said, like the weather, these guys coming in, I think mm -hmm. a lot of guys, they're not used to this cold. Like if they're in you know, like Tampa, like and obviously Brady's used to the cold, but maybe the other guys on the team where they're thinking about the cold more than the guys who are, you know, living here every day. Right. Yeah, no doubt. I, I, I think it'll be interesting to see how those teams match up. I mean, for all I know, the Bears could sneak in and, and, and come here. I know. I, I don't know, and I should know this. Um, since there's one more team, do the playoffs still get reseeded after the first round like they normally do? Or is it just like a, a bracket thing? I, I don't know. I should probably check that out. Regardless, the, the Packers could play a number of different teams here um, in the wild card or in the divisional round if they do get that first round by. So I'm interested to see who. Um, I think I just lost something. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you see me? Yeah. All right. Well, I can't <laughs> see you, but uh, yeah, I think something's going on with my internet here. But uh, this is kind of frustrating. But uh, okay, here it is. Okay, I'm back. All right. Something happened. It, it just glitched out on me. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that threw me off. So w who is, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll wrap this up pretty quick. Can, can, can you see me? Yeah, I can see you. Like my okay. whole screen just went blank and then uh, it popped back. But uh uh, who, who do you see as the, like, in the playoffs as, as the biggest threat to the Packers, like, coming into Green Bay? Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I think that's pretty obvious. But you know. I, I think. <laughs> not, not just because of what happened in the regular season in Tampa, but because of what I just said. They have the quarterback who's most used to playing in cold. And the uh, kryptonite, if you want to call it that, for the Packers the last two years has been a really stout defensive line. And um, – the Chargers and 49ers were that last year. You know, the Chargers weren't very good last year, but they had Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram. And, and you remember the Packers just fell flat in L.A. Uh, I think it was week nine last year. Then the 49ers curb stomped them twice because they had the best D-line in the league. Um, sure, you can make a case the Rams because they have a really good D-line and, and Aaron Donald against Lucas Patrick is not a matchup you want. But 
I think it's the Buccaneers because, you know, they have the best run defense in the league. They can get pressure with Sue and, and Jason Pierre-Paul and, you know, those linebackers, Devin White and Levante David are incredible. Um, so I would say it's the Buccaneers uh, with the Rams a close second. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I agree with that. I think the, the Buc- I think any defensive line that is like solid is what the Packers don't want to see. Yeah. Like, uh, I think their offense, you know, it's a lot of time and, and, you know, it takes time to develop. I think any quarterback is like it, though. You have a, you have pressure in your face, it, your your offense isn't going to be as productive. Right. But, uh, yeah, I was just reading some of these comments. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I, I don't I don't see uh, a team like last year, the Niners. Everyone was talking about last year, like, that going into the Niners. Like, it doesn't matter what they do. The Niners, you know, it, it was such a powerhouse and it was a team that everyone – was thinking about this year. I don't see, I think that a lot of the NFC teams are, you know, they're all competitive. I, it could, yep. anyone could win any week. And uh, so I, I think, I think the Packers have a good shot to, to go the distance. Yeah. There is no team this year in the NFC like the 49ers. And, and like you said, the 49ers, everyone knew they were a step above everyone else. I mean, yeah, the Packers were in the NFC championship game, but at least on paper, you knew, okay, Packers and Saints are good, the Vikings are good, but the 49ers are a class above everyone else. This yeah. year, there's no team like that this year. You can't say anybody is significantly better than the Packers. I mean, the Packers, the Saints, the Rams, the Seahawks, they're all pretty even right now. And I know Packers have the one seed, and that's why it's so important to, to play at Lambeau throughout the playoffs if they keep winning, but – I think they have a better chance this year to reach the Super Bowl just because there there isn't a team like the 49ers in their way. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I, they, they got seven Pro Bowlers, should have been eight, maybe nine. Robert Tunyon got just robbed. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It gets me mad. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think the Packers, like it, it's there for them. If, if, if they take it or not, that's another thing. But I, I think the Packers could beat any team in the, in, in the playoffs. I mean, it, it could go either way. But uh, I'm rooting for the Packers, and I appreciate you taking the time on Christmas Eve to to come talk some football. I know a lot of people d- didn't watch as normal because Christmas Eve they're doing family stuff. <laughs> but cool. uh, I, I appreciate everyone tuning in. Uh, whether you're watching on Facebook, you're watching live on YouTube, wherever, or listening on the podcast, Matt Schneidman. You can find him on Twitter. He's a must follow. He gets all the news as it's breaking. He's uh. <laughs> One of the best to follow. There's so many to follow. I'm not one of them. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Go Pack Go.